Thomas, co-chair of the DSASF Mobilizer Committee. I'm Shanti Singh. I co-founded the DSASF Housing Committee, and I'm currently co-chair of the chapter. I am a tenants' rights organizer with Tenants Together, which is a statewide organization. Um, and I also organize tenants' rights in my spare time and do lots of work on anti-displacement, anti-gentrification, and equitable land use. All right. So today we're going to be talking about the SF Planning Commission's public hearing last Thursday, where members from the Plaza 16 Coalition packed the planning meeting for the San Francisco um, for the development plan for 1979 Mission Street. And it's called uh, by activists, uh, the monster in the mission. So Shanti, what's like a, a really short history of this fight? I know it's complicated and maybe that's impossible to do a short history of. But yeah, for folks mm-hmm. getting... Um, uh, like hearing about it for the first time, what would you tell them? So um, five of, over five years ago, actually, um, there's a developer named Maximus Park that, that, a, that bought a site that is right on 16th and uh, Mission Street BART, which is one of the busiest um, BART stations, if not the busiest um, out, like, in the system. Um, it's right in the heart of the mission. Um, 16th and Mission Street has a long time been like a hub for people to congregate and uh, they, they bought the site that you know there's like a Walgreens there was a Burger King which shut down um, and the idea is to redevelop that whole block um, so Maximus is a developer that has a very interesting history to say the least um, they were involved in the demolition and redevelopment of low-income housing in New York City um, they bought a development uh, at called Park Merced which was had you know, a lot of rent-controlled housing on the west side of San Francisco. And, you know, for one of the, in the rarest instance, uh, the Board of Supervisors back in 2011, that's their city council, um, voted to actually let them redevelop Park Merced and demolish that rent-controlled housing. There were all these guarantees. That development's still in the air. They'll sometimes demolish stuff. They'll sometimes rebuild it. These tenants are still living in limbo. Um, it's one of the few instances of rent-controlled housing being demolished on Moss in San Francisco. And so their track record absolutely sucks. Um, so they bought, um, they bought this plan. Um, you know, the mission's been gentrification central, not just for San Francisco, but it's really one of the classic examples, kind of like Williamsburg in New York City, of like, you know, the, the gentrified neighborhood um, that, that pops up in the news and in stories all the time. So, you know, the mission is a traditionally Latino community. It's been fighting gentrification for a really long time. A lot of corridors like Valencia Street have been completely gentrified. You know, it's the center of all of these conflicts around the role of, you know, San Francisco's new Gilded Age and the tech industry employees who live there um, and and of the uh, Latinx community being pushed out. So they bought the site and it's right on top of the smart station, like sitting right on top of it. Um, and since then, they've engaged in these, uh, you know, the, their, their housing proposal 
you know, doesn't really contain the amount of housing that's like subsidized or affordable that the community needs, especially when they've been displaced. Um, I think 8,000 mission residents have moved out in the last 15 years or so, um, mostly low income, mostly Latinx. Um, and so they bought the site. Um, they've been trying to develop this development on it. They've been trying to uh, basically, and it'll eliminate, it has parking, which makes no sense on top of BART. It has mostly high end um, uh, market rate units um, with a few affordable units that they've kind of been misleading about how many there really are in there um, and who it's going to go to. Um, and it would get rid of the public space that's currently there. Um, some of the tactics that they've gone through to uh, to kind of counter this community opposition have been really horrible. Um, one, they've had a campaign called Clean Up the Plaza um, because a lot of people, uh, because a lot of people who congregate on the 16th and Bart Plaza are folks who are low income, sometimes folks who are homeless, you know, mostly people of color. Um, they, you know, the, this Clean Up the Plaza campaign, you know, they hired a, a shady political consultant and everything to kind of say, hey, we need to clean up this plaza. It's too dangerous, um, et cetera. And so they contributed to this sort of militarization, um, you know, around that area because it's such a hot area for newcomers, for tech people, especially to live in. Um, you know, they're, they're really trying to, when they mean clean up the plaza, they mean clean up the undesirables, you know, low-income people, homeless people, people of color. And so you've seen an in, increase in militarization and taking away tents and tent suites and policing, um, et cetera, around, around that area. Um, other stuff that they've done you know, they've uh, they, they engaged in a very deceptive campaign called, you know, there were all these ads on BART stations everywhere saying, I am not a monster. And it would have someone from the mission community. Supposedly, a lot of people um, tried to get their faces removed from the ads because they were misled into appearing in the ads in the first place. But they were basically trying to say, no, where where the community, the community wants this development. Um, and Plus 16, which is a coalition of over, I think, 100 uh, community organizations, especially all of the organizations in the mission um, that represent the mission community and, you know, the interests of folks who are being displaced along 16th and Mission BART have been fighting back this whole time. So, you know, Maximus is engaged in these deceptive campaigns. There are these ads, um, you know, the first time, the latest example, the first time that they tried to have this hearing was in October, um, this community hearing with the planning commission. And, you know, Maximus impersonated a planning commissioner on the phone with the principal of Mission High School. <laughs> this principal was supposed to be, you know, that's where Mission High is what hosted, the, the place that hosted the hearing. Um, so this developer, like, called the principal of Mission High School saying, like, you know, like, Antifa-style or whatever, like, you know, there's going to be disruption, um, really bad disruption in your high school. And they were pretending to be a planning commissioner. The mission high school principal caught them saying, like, oh, eventually they admitted that they weren't a planning commission and they were for Maximus. You know, so, like, there's the ad campaigns, like, there's there's this impersonation, like, these, like, really, really just your classic, like, so caricature of the evil developer. Um, they've really been living up to that, you know, paying people to show up and pretend to be community members in support um, of the monster in the mission. Like, it, you know, this, it just, the Chronicle just revealed that at the hearing last Thursday, they paid a homeless woman who was actually opposed to the project, but she obviously needed the money. We have a homelessness crisis in San Francisco. Can't blame her. But, 
you know, they, she admitted to a reporter that she was paid by Maximus $30 to be at that community hearing. So they've been, like, basically using the most uh, underhanded tactics that possible, kind of like, it really is the caricature of the evil developer in a, in a, in a way that's really, really just egregious and keeps escalating. So that's the, that's the battle, it's really, it's Plaza 16 Coalition representing all these organizations and representing the mission community at large, um, saying that, you know, we have an alternate proposal, which they do with Mission Housing, who is a uh, nonprofit, uh, nonprofit developer of subsidized affordable housing uh, that's based in the mission that builds all over the city. Mission Housing has laid out a proposal for 100% affordable housing, um, assuming that, you know, if, and so the struggle is to get Maximus to sell that land off um, and sell it to the city, who will give it to Mission Housing to develop 100% affordable housing there with the public space maintained. So that's that's where we're at with the struggle right now. All right, cool. And so, can you give kind of like a summary about like what uh, Thursday's meeting was like? Yeah, it was. You know, I think everyone was expecting it to be have a lot of people, have a lot of tension, a lot of drama. Uh, that is that is to some degree what happened. Um, but, you know, it was at Mission High School in the auditorium, which is like a big space. Um, and, you know, it was, a, it was a planning commission hearing. And it was like what the, what the goal of Plaza 16 was to get that planning commission hearing to come to the mission and hear from the mission community. So instead of having a planning commission hearing at City Hall, they actually, after much trying, got the planning commission to appear at Mission High School. Um, and, you know, I mean, tensions, you could tell they were high in the beginning. Um most of the people coming to speak in support of the monster um, and um, and I guess I should mention that you know the the, the alternate proposal for 100 percent affordable housing on part we call it the Marvel in the mission so monster bad Marvel good uh, so the people who came out most of the ones who came out in support of the monster you know they came in shuttle buses that came to the to the mission pulled up in front of Mission High. And they were mostly um, folks who were construction workers from the uh, building trades unions. Um, you know, I think Maximus has been doing this for a long time. They have a sort of astroturf group called Mission for All. Um, they've been basically trying to put people of color at the forefront to kind of, you know, uh, water down the, the correct narrative, which is that, you know, people of color are in the, especially Latinx people in the mission are not served by the monsters housing proposal. They're not going to afford that housing. So to counteract that, um, you know, the, the, the all white development team at Maximus has basically, you know, been focusing on getting people of color uh, from the building trades unions to, to speak out in support and kind of cover up for all the underhanded stuff that they're doing. Um, and that really is what happened. That's really unfortunate, but that that's what it is. Um, and so most of the people speaking out in support um, were from the building trades um, who came in on shuttle buses and everything. Um, some sort of uh, small business association type people in the mission who were like, it's good. We need to clean this block up, you know, basically saying the quiet part loud, like there's too many poor people here. Um, and, uh, and, and a couple of EMVs, but most of them stayed out. Um, so that was the that was the support the monster force, but they were vastly vastly outnumbered by not just the members of the Plaza 16 coalition, but just you know members of the mission community, many of whom were monolingual Spanish speakers. Um, it's been worth noting that I say about 98 percent of the monolingual Spanish speakers who gave public comment at this hearing were in opposition to the monster and in favor of the Marvel. Um, I think that's a lot. <laughs> um, about what kind of housing this community needs and how the community feels. Um, but, you know, the, the 
the support of the monster crew was vastly outnumbered. I would say two to one, if not more, um, by the by the people who are opposing this project, saying this is a gentrification project. These tactics are underhanded. You know, Maximus is lying about how many affordable units they can even provide, um, and and so. It, you had every tenant, you know, activist in the city too. Like you had lots of support coming from different groups and other gentrifying communities. Um, but mostly you just had, you know, most of the op- the bulk of the people saying, you know, we don't want the monster. We want the marble. We need it. We're, we're getting displaced. We're becoming homeless. We're just everyday folks uh, from the mission community, predominantly Latinx. Um, so, you know, uh, but it was it was great. Plaza 16 had uh, burritos for everybody. They, we, everybody got burritos and pizza, even if you were coming to support the monster. Um, but it was a huge public hearing. I mean, it, the the, op- the 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 support line, um, the people who were supporting the monster, their their comment line ran out. I would say uh, about two hours in, and there was an hour and a half left. And uh, through that whole hour and a half, the opposition line kept going, kept going, kept going. Um, so I think it really presented a very clear picture that the, the community and the residents of the mission, like not only like they have suffered so much, there's so many stories of how they were suffering personally. Um, they've suffered so much from displacement, eviction, homelessness. Um, they know what they need. They know that they don't want the monster. They know that they need 100% affordable housing. Um, and like they came out in force and say like the mission needs you, the planning commission and the city of San Francisco to do better to, to have housing that we can afford to live in. All right. And so because this is a, a praxis centered podcast, um, yeah, I want to uh, ask you about like, what is like the strategic necessity of coming out to these like planning commission public hearings? Uh, how does this like uh, contribute to our like larger goals of like winning socialism, um, which I know is like a really big question to like uh, to ask. But yeah, like what is the strategic value? How is this not just like, you know, a performative uh, cathartic event for the community that ultimately doesn't like mean anything? Like how is it actually like a positive uh, progressive step? in the right direction yeah i mean speaking at the there's so much to say there but also the most obvious point is like the planning planning commissions across the country but especially certainly in san francisco you know these esoteric city hall institutions that most people can't really like you know don't have the time most of us are working most of us are just trying to get by and live our lives especially working class communities and communities of color there's an enormous amount of power. I mean, these people decide what gets built and what doesn't in the entire city of San Francisco. And it is a process that's meant to be, in some ways, unde- it's meant to be undemocratic. You know, the, the people who show up at planning commission hearings are either, you know, folks who are your classic sort of NIMBY type people who have the time and the money and the energy to show up at these things and oppose low-income housing or any kind of housing in their neighborhoods, sure, but the other side, too, is that, like, the people who have the power to show up at planning commission meetings all the time are well-heeled. You know, there's a couple guys in suits who are at the hearing hooked, um, for the monster in the mission. It's, it's the developers. And, and you know, they're, they're allowed to be, like, they, they have the time and the energy to be there and basically push development through in gentrifying or gentrified neighborhoods that don't serve those neighborhoods. Like, it's very much... It's it's just the, the whole system of housing development is rigged for the most powerful, whether it's the sort of petty bourgeois, you know, kind of NIMBY type homeowners or whether it's the big bourgeois, you know, developers. So showing up in solidarity at the planning commission meeting is actually like tremendously important because 
how like this is where this is the point of power where we or the locus of power where we articulate the kind of like the kind of city that we want to see um and the kind of san francisco that we want to see um so and it's enormously important um it's great that you know plaza 16 has been organizing for five years around having hearings like these around having the voices of the community represented around building this 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 mass force um, for for better fairer house more just housing future um, and so it's incredibly important that we show up in solidarity with those gentrifying communities with communities of color especially because you know the socialist vision of housing just like you know the socialist vision of the right to the city and the socialist vision of a democratic future for all of us in every sphere not just housing is predicated on the idea that, you know, the people who are, you know, most harmed by our capitalist system, and especially our capitalist system of housing and development, you know, they're the ones who need to lead. They're the ones whose voices need to be uplifted the most. And, you know, the mission, there are a lot of neighborhoods that don't have that kind of organized force, that don't have a Plaza 16 coalition, and, you know, they just get done with whatever they will. They get redeveloped. They get gentrified. Um, so, you know, it's really important that we keep building the organizing power to fight back and that we as DSA stand in solidarity with those who are being evicted, being dispossessed, whose lives are being absolutely destroyed. I mean, it's like everything, everything that we should be doing as socialists is giving, giving voice to the powerless and supporting them in their struggle. So it's really, it's really important. And it's really important, I think, to identify for me, at least, um, learning being in housing for the last few years, it's really important to identify what these obscure locuses of power are in the city, because they can, you know, like it's like because we, if we get together, we have the power to take them over. Um, and I think the Planning Commission for Housing is a is a, is a perfect example of that. Okay, so to wrap up, what would you tell people who are interested in, in getting in this fight to uh, win the the 100% affordable housing, the Marvel and the Mission? Um, where's a good place to, uh, where they can start? Well, uh, definitely follow uh, the Plaza 16 Coalition on Facebook and Twitter. That's the first thing. You'll get lots of updates from them. If you are part of an organization, um, you know, please consider joining the Plaza 16 Coalition as a member. Um, they will continue to be planning further actions at this. This hearing was not a hearing in which the Planning Commission did not actually vote to approve the monster in the mission or have any kind of vote at all. So there's going to be more hearings, more process. Um, unfortunately, there's like a lot of process um, that's meant to be obscure um, going on over the course of this year. So, you know, if you're just an individual, like, please turn out, get everybody, you know, to turn out when Plaza 16 issues a call. There's going to be more actions this year. Um, but if you have an organization, you can join the Plaza 16 Coalition. If And if you know housing organizers, et cetera, they can always use help in planning in planning new events. Um, so, you know, they have a planning committee and all of that stuff. So I'm, I, I show up to it every once in a while whenever I can. Um, so, so, yeah, but, but most importantly, what they need is, uh, turnout. What we what they need is as many people in San Francisco to to just kind of stand up and say that like we need a future where you know communities of color and low income communities who are being absolutely wiped out of the city, not just in the mission but beyond. Um, actually, like we need to build housing for them, and we need to build housing for you know the people who have left. 
um, especially near transit, which is something that low-income people depend on way more than rich people do. So, um, yeah, it's just it's turning out to support them and basically saying, like, you know, we as San Francisco, not just we support the mission community, but like, we are we are one San Francisco and we need to show up and basically present an overwhelming show of force. So um, when Plaza 16 issues the call, yeah, just be there. Be ready to answer. All right, perfect. I think I got everything. Well, thank you so much, Shanti. Good night, Darby. All right, bye. The Democratic Socialists of America is the largest socialist organization in the United States. We have over 120 chapters in 48 states. We're an activist organization, not a political party. To become a member, go to dsausa.org. To find out what our local chapter is up to, visit dsasf.org. Our intro music is by Young Chomsky. Mm-hmm.